I often forget that people might be joining this podcast right from here, from this episode and not from the very first one. So if you've just joined uh, this podcast, uh, I'm a dude who took his jewelry design business out of Toronto. I moved out of the big city into a, a tiny little rural community in Ontario on the St. Lawrence River in the Thousand Islands area. Absolutely a beautiful area, but not the big city. And so this is my story. Or you can think of it as a dude who went through midlife and wound up on the other side in a new career. Or you could think about it as maybe, say you've always wanted to be a hermit. You've always wanted to get the fuck out of town and, and live in a little cabin somewhere and do, you know, whatever it is you, you do better than anyone else. So that's what this podcast is about. This is a show about jewelry, why we wear it, why it matters, how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D, and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the cannabis goldsmith. Recently, I've had a couple of friends, actually three, reach out to me and ask me, they're, they're not coming out and saying, what, what should I do with my life? But they're, they're, they're starting to question whether what they've done their whole life is the right thing, is the thing that they should be doing. Or perhaps they are in a physical occupation where they have to do physical stuff with their hands or body or whatever and their body they're getting older and they're not able to do these kind of tasks anymore because you know as the body ages you lose your physical strength and and flexibility and stuff and uh, so they might not be able to do that work anymore so they're they're coming to the realization that look I might be aging out of this profession or there's people who have always wanted to be artists and have had Joe jobs, as we call them here in Canada. They've worked for the man. They've worked a whole series of different jobs they fucking hated. And then they realize that, no, you know, I want to make some art. I want to do something. I want to do something different with my, my life. And the art is pulling at them, tugging at them. You know, and, and by art again, I might mean here, not necessarily painting or jewelry design or pottery. Um, I could mean taking up plumbing, being a really good plumber, or being a, a person who helps people design their homes better for, for, um, for climate, for ecology, for lower energy use. Somebody perhaps who is, who is like the tailor in the last couple of episodes ago who, who was making suits, Maybe he's fed up with suits and now he wants to help people um, improve the energy efficiency of their homes. That was his true purpose in life. He's discovered it and now he's doing it. I mean, this kind of stuff happens all the time. This is what we do as humans. We, we, we change. We change all the time, constantly. 
But these big life changes are scary as fuck. And what midlife does is you hit a point where you start questioning everything. You start questioning everything about yourself. And it's frightening. It is deeply frightening. Some people don't want to look, right? They look away or they can't look. Um, it's a kind of a denial, right? You know, it, it, the brain can play tricks on us sometimes. But what happens is the, the, the desire to do something different manifests itself as you get older. And some people it doesn't. I, I've, but I've very few people that do. Like uh, almost everyone I've known that's older than me has gone through these kind of things or have, they've seen it. They've seen this pulling at them. They've seen this, this desire maybe to go a different direction coming from within and they've ignored it on purpose and they've chosen for whatever reason. I mean, this is not bad or good or anything. This is not a, a moral issue. But for example, if they have families, you can't suddenly drop all the, the, uh, the entire family to make decoupage art and, and sell it uh, at fairs, at county fairs. I mean, you, you just can't do shit like this, right? I mean, you may want to, but you have a, a higher purpose as a human being to keep your family well, safe and, and alive. But sometimes there comes a time in a life, like in my life, uh, the reason I was able to, to get out of town was that I was in a moment of my life without, uh, I was out of a relationship, no girlfriend, no wife. I, um, a lot of my friends actually led by example, they moved away. Some of them came back because they couldn't handle it to, you know, came back to the city. You know, I, I did a lot of thinking over the pandemic, midlife thinking, I think, because I'd put it off for 10 years. And, and I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it, I'm going to put all my chips in the, in the middle there and I'm going to go for it. And that's what I've done. Now, granted, a lot of you can't do that because you have huge responsibilities, but you don't, you might, you might not have to. I had to. You might not have to. Maybe you can have it all. Maybe you can have the family and be an impressive painter too. I mean, we can, we can try, can't we? We can, we can try and do these things. I'm ten, at least 10 years older than the most of my friends and the people I know. And it's worked out that way. And I, and now they're approaching me with these, they're just sort of tenderly reaching out with these, these concepts, like, like, how did you do, how did you make that decision? Or, or, you know, I think uh, I, I'm at a point in my life where I want to be, want some recognition for something that I've done, you know, and this, this is what men think, generally speaking. They hit a, a point at midlife and they real if they've been working for other people or not achieving a, a measure of success in their own life that they, they feel, you know, they feel they, they could have done better. And that's kind of a, a negative downward pull on a midlife crisis, midlife crisis, I love that word. Crises are opportunities, thinking about this kind of these kind of things. It's important. 
And I think if you're an artist and you hit, you hit midlife, even if you haven't made any art up to that point, you'll see it start to come out. You know, it'll come out of you in, in different ways. So look for it. I, um, what do you do if you've never done art in your life and you're hitting midlife and you're getting all these weird things, weird thoughts about doing paintings or sculptures, you know, these kind of, you, know, you don't want to really tell anybody about it because it's, it's um, you might be a little embarrassed or you might be embarrassed of the quality of what your work might look like because you've never done anything. You've just thought about it your whole life and, and you've never actually put something out there, you know. That's a different story. But, but to get started, I'll give you some advice. I'm, I'm good at giving advice. I'm sometimes good at taking it too. I'll give you some tips. First off, if, if, you want, if you don't want to freak out your family, suddenly, you know, you know, if dad goes into the craft store and comes back with oil paints or whatever, you don't want to freak him out that much. You can say something like, look, I'm going to take a course. I'm going to take a painting course uh, just because I think it might help the way I do whatever, you know. I think it might be, it might be cool, something to do just, you know to get my mind off work or whatever. If, if you have to make excuses, make, make excuses. If you think you need to make excuses to your friends or whatever, they, they really don't give a fuck because everyone's all, always concerned about themselves. No one's really thinking about you. My, families are different though. But, but for the most part, even, even them, you know, every family member's thinking about their own shit. They're not thinking about you. But if you need to give somebody an excuse for taking an art class, a pottery class, a fine carpentry class and then make one up you can like invent one you know how how I'll give you one here you can blame me say this dude this designer dude I know Alex D he um he said look take an art course because it'll help you in other areas of your life like say you're a carpenter it'll make your carpentry better it say you're a banker it'll make the way you you interact with clients It'll, it'll give you a whole other level of interaction because you might be able to address address them in different ways that your your colleagues can't because maybe they they like painting and you can like reach out you you can cross bridges with art right I mean you know so just say Alex D told told me that he's this designer dude who makes who makes gold you know precious metal solid gold jewelry out of the cannabis plant in the Thousand Islands area of Canada. He's this dude that is up there and he said, look, he said, you know, art is taking art class, man. It'll help, it'll give you another facet to your personality. So that's what I'm going to do. So blame me. Sign up for the art class. Sign up for the knitting class, the quilting class. You know, just to, just to see if you, not necessarily if you have it in you, but just to sort of activate that layer in your personality, the art layer, you know, that's, that's tucked away in there, that you've tucked away for your whole life. Now, as you approach midlife, all these, like, it can, it can feel like, even if, you, if you're not an artist, if you've never even gone there, you, it can feel like you, the whole rug is being pulled out from you. Say you've been through a divorce, you know, your, your kids are somewhere else or your life is just suddenly you you you've just had this 
major life change that happened that feels like it happened to you and you've pulled uh, uh, recovered from it and now you're sort of sitting on the curb wondering what the fuck happened where do i go from here maybe an art class is the actually the thing you need to do that's what i'm saying you got time and it doesn't have to be a fancy one it doesn't have to be the ontario college of art and design OCAD that we have in Toronto. No, man, it could community course, like something beading or what you want, like anything, you know, just, just, just to get that layer active in your personality. Now you might not use any of it, but trust me, even doing that little thing might, might activate other areas in your mind. So you'll, you'll be like, you'll, you'll start thinking about other things related to creative pursuits. Right? Trust me on this. I mean, midlife is, is really fucking hard. It's tough. I, in my case, I experienced it younger, I think, than, I don't know. My, my life, my, I was just such a, such a mess as a kid, as a youngster. I was, just, uh, I was just lost, you know, just lost. By the time I sort of figured out where I was, half my life was over already. So I was like in midlife, it felt like midlife already. So I made some big swinging decisions back then too. And they've led me to, to where I am now. And, and I could have made other decisions and I would have been somewhere else. I mean, I'm not saying it's better or worse or anything, but that's the way it is. But arts played a, a huge part of my life. I just haven't recognized it until recently. But my whole life, it's, it's, it's impacted me in many, many ways. So if you're a person who is just not art, like, I mean, if people look at you and they th think, you know, you, there's not a creative bone in your body. Oh, there is. Oh, there is. Trust me. Th these are the kind of artists that are just like all this shit has been in them for their whole life. And then when they start painting, it's like, what fuck, like, what, what's that? Right? Like, holy shit. Like, my God. So think about art. Take a class. It's, it's, it, it's a, a way to blow off this anxiety from the midlife crisis too. Start small. You don't have to invest in a lot of stuff. Start small. Take a community art course. Just probe. Probe yourself a bit. Open up maybe an art layer that can improve the rest of your life. What did I do last weekend? I went to the Apples and Art Fest in the southeastern area of Ontario, Canada. Now, this is an area sort of Cornwall, Ontario. If you if you're near a map, you can you can look. Uh, Cornwall, Ontario, next to the Quebec border in Canada, United States to the south, Quebec to the east, and Ontario a little bit to the west. That sort of intersection of North America. Super, super, just, just beautiful. Driving along the river, going to art galleries, going to churches where they had art set up and, and just like w with a map, like I had them, they printed out a brochure and this was spread out really far. I did a lot of driving in Canada. Canada is big. Canada's massive. I I could have like driven all over Europe with the amount of, of driving I did, but just in Canada to go to these different art things. 
so I drove down the river, and it's just like fall is just beginning. So the leaves are starting to change now. And beautiful sunny day with my map of art galleries. And I, and I went around to different ones. There is this guy uh, who, who I met called Stacy Case in Cornwall. He's a, uh, he's a printmaker. He makes silkscreen prints and designs posters. He's like this rock and roll dude who uh, designs rock and roll posters. Like if you lived in Toronto in the, in the 19, I guess 1990s probably. In the in the two early two thousands, maybe you'd see his posters on on telephone poles for rock shows at the Horseshoe, you know, hand silk screened, amazing, like amazing posters. Anyway, this guy left Toronto as well, and he's living in Cornwall, and, and has a gallery uh, thing there that he, he, you know, he's producing work out of there. He's writing on the, he's writing for the same community arts mag that I am, so that's how I met him uh, at the. Uh, at the publisher's shop, we we met each other. But anyway, I went to see, he had a show of some of his, his uh, vintage art posters, which are amazing. And um, you should look them up, Stacy Case, uh, or his website. I'll put a link in the show notes to his work. Anyway, I went to a couple other, other art things that were part of this Apples and Arts Fest. But I really went because I wanted to see this one guy who I'm not going to name in this in this episode yet because we haven't worked out an arrangement. But he's a uh, he's a line art drawer. He draws pen and ink. He draws. He can take like a country scene and render it in just lines. Uh, like like if you looked at uh, you know uh, uh, money currency really close, you see all the pictures on it are created with these lines, right? These beautiful. It's line art. Uh, and I want, I was, I've been looking for somebody who can do this amazing line art. Like if you can imagine, if you can imagine renderings like this, beautiful line art renderings uh, of cannabis leaves or cannabis fields or, or whatever on jewelry, engraved in jewelry. So that's the guy. I found this guy. I went to seek him out. That was the whole mission. The whole point is to find this this dude. Also, I wanted to go get some apples because it's that time of year. But I wanted to see this dude, meet him, and ask him if I if he would be interested in doing some commissions for for me, for a tribe. And uh, yeah, he's a, he seemed like a really nice guy. His work is as good as as I thought it would be. And I think we're going to work something out. So I'm going to email him this week and we'll start talking. And um, I don't have any ideas of what I want him to do, but he's, he would be a good supplier to build into our products here, I think. And he's local, too. His drawings of like local architecture, old buildings and farms and stuff, it's just incredible, just so good. So hopefully I'll be able to incorporate some of that into, you know, an example, the outside of, imagine the outside of a sterling silver, a bong in sterling silver with beautiful engravings of cannabis field on the outside. Now, imagine just just generally that as an idea, but we're on jewelry and bracelets or on the inside of things. I have a specific image in my mind of 
I, I've got belt buckles on my mind. I'll be making belt buckles because I can't stop thinking about them. But I, I'm going to design the outside, the, the cannabis leaf three-dimensional live cast on the outside of the belt buckle. But on the inside, on the back side, the hidden side, would be a, a drawing, a line art drawing on the inside. So I have that sort of idea in my, in my brain. But anyway, um, so that was the mission. I went there and I went to, I passed one of the galleries in the show was a church, an old church. And they had these quilts draped over the um, pews, you know, these, the quilt, quilting. Oh my God. There's some quilters out here that are just, just, wow. They're, these quilts are, are like works of art. They're just incredible. So I started looking at quilts and thinking, you know, these designs, they, they have meaning. They're deep, right? They go into communities really deeply. They have historical connotations. They have familial connotations. So family, different families, you know, produce different styles of quilts and stuff. And, and I'm thinking the design and pattern could also be incorporated in jewelry pieces. So I'm starting, I'm drawing ideas out for that too, for a, kind of like a local, maybe a local connection, collection of jewelry I will make someday um, using quilt sort of symbols or concepts. So anyway, that's what that's what's coming out of me sort of this this week. But I went I, I, after the quilt thing. I drove back here, and and started processing all this information that I saw. So I'm getting ideas. At midlife, you get ideas. You'll get ideas. Don't ignore them. Explore them. Now maybe you don't want to buy paints, a tray of paints at the dollar store, and make stuff. You know, maybe you're not there yet. Go to some, go to some art, uh, art events. It doesn't have to be the, the big gallery in the city either. It can be small ones and just go as an explorer and look around and you might find something that you need to do in your life. So here I've just been talking about visual arts, but there are other arts too. Writing is a, is another art. I've, I've started writing in this monthly arts magazine and I didn't never consider myself a writer. I'm, I don't actually, I don't feel like I am, even though I've had to do it my whole life for marketing, for publishing a magazine, for being an editor. Like I've, I've been writing my entire life, but I don't consider myself a writer. But when it comes, well, when somebody asks me to write this column every month, then you start thinking, considering yourself a writer when you're writing it. And I've been actually quite surprised at the columns that I'm writing. The last two, I, I was, they came out from, they came from within somehow and came out onto the page. It was like, I had nothing to do with it. It was just so weird. It was, it was weird. And they are actually pretty good too. It's surprisingly enough. People said, well, that's, that's, you write well. Like I had no idea. Like I have, no idea. So writing is an art too. So I, I, I explored that. I bought a book, J. Michael Straczynski's book, Becoming a Writer, Staying a Writer. Now, JMS, as people call him, 
is the dude who wrote uh, Babylon 5 and Sense8 and a whole bunch of other TV movie type things. He's in books. He's, he's a writer. He's a good writer. And I like some of his stuff. So I bought this book in hopes of learning something. And boy, did I ever. It's, it's a really good book. And it's about connecting to yourself as a writer. It's not about technique or anything like that. He goes into more about the energy, where the energy for writing comes from. I, I, let me leave you with this, this paragraph from the introduction of JMS's book on writing. This is really good. There's no drug more powerful, no high more profound than when the story we are writing reveals itself in unexpected shades of color, meaning, and implication. At that moment, the work becomes ecstatic and transformative, no longer a classroom or a workshop assignment, but a thing of beauty birthed in the realization that we can achieve great things when we get out of our own way and surrender to the story. It's only when we become transparent, allowing the work to flow through us like light, unimpeded by ego or the desire to control everything, that we finally understand that one doesn't make art happen, one lets art happen. There's so much wisdom in that paragraph. I know in my case, I just have to get out of my own way. And the design and the art is there. I get, I, I prevent it from happening. And this is me, right? And this is also you in, in midlife. You're in your own way, basically. There's stuff inside you that has to be realized. It has to be. It's, it might be gnawing at you. It, it might be gnawing at you. And that maybe that's what your midlife is about. You don't have to destroy your whole life to become an artist or to make pottery. I mean, a lot of people are afraid of that. They're afraid of this, this leap off the edge. And it's totally understandable. But you can take baby steps at it. And I suggest taking a workshop. But don't, don't let people guide the direction of your future in the way you produce the art. You're, you are going to be producing the art. But learn the basic techniques. Stuff like what paint to use or what clay to buy or whatever. The, the basic simple stuff that will save you some money. And then you, you, you'll be making the art, not the instructor, not the workshop teacher. But do explore just a little bit, some art stuff. And see, it might, it might help. It might, it might make you less anxious about what comes next. It, it did me. So it might help you. And you might find something that, that works for you in the second half of your life, whether it be writing or painting or plumbing or designing homes for a new world. All kinds of things can come out of a little exploration of art. So anyway, what am I doing in the studio this week? Well, let, I, let me tell you. I've cleaned the damn studio out. Like... The way I work is I, I, for example, if I'm photographing something, I will start bringing stuff over to the area where I'm photographing. And after a while, there'll be a huge amount of stuff there, like tools, 
you know, like clamps, like, oh, it'll be a mound. And I have to put it all away and clean, clean the space back up and then start afresh. And when I do that, it's good, but it's, it's hard. I'm a type of dude that, that really needs motivation to do that. But anyway, I've done that. The plants, the three plants are in full flower now. And I think they got a couple more weeks left. If I can do it, get two more, three more weeks. If I can get out of them, I would be happy. But I'm taking photos of them now. I'm going to be doing, hopefully, putting this podcast on YouTube. So I'm shooting a lot of, a lot of a video to run as background on the, on the show. So people can either watch the plants blowing in the wind or whatever, or or listen to me or both in the uh, in the YouTube video. So that's my goal. So that's what I'm doing, capturing, getting a lot of captures and photographs of the plants. Also taking leaves for making jewelry pieces. Working quickly because the leaves now are changing and they're dying. So they're really not the best. Late season leaves are not the best for, for making into precious metals jewelry pieces. I've learned a lot about right. Uh, I've learned a lot about jewelry making from reading this book on writing. So art, art can, it doesn't have to be locked into one discipline or domain. You can, one, uh, one area of art can benefit you and in another area of life. And just as life works, art works. You know what? I never ask anyone for anything, but I say recommend this podcast to your friends. If they're going through, if you, if you have somebody who seems to be suffering, I mean, middle life is, is, is a, can be suffering, right? If you have a friend who's, who's, who's suffering because of this midlife crisis, give, give them this podcast to listen to, this episode, and they might get something out of it. It, it, might, be, it might be not enough to go to the gym and do steroids and lift weights to look young. It might not be enough you know, to do that, to, to ease the anxiety of midlife. People might need other things besides, besides lifting, lifting, power lifting, you, you know, as they get older to try and hold back the clock. It might not be the right thing. Granted, it might be great for their bodies or whatever or not. I, I have no idea, but I think maybe a little balance, maybe something something more art related like uh, Tai Chi or some of these martial arts that may be faster than Tai Chi, but, but uh, that have a more art aspect might be good for somebody who's, who's like turned into a, a gym bro in his midlife, right? That, that, might, that might work, something more fluid and, and to balance out the other stuff. So art, art can take different, different areas. So if you, um, if you know someone that's really suffering, uh, give them this podcast and, um, and tell them to listen to it. And you, who've arrived here after being referred to me, uh, Alex D., the jeweler in uh, the jewelry designer in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, um, this is just between you and me. I, I'm, you don't have to tell anyone you've listened to this podcast uh, about midlife and art. And remember, you can blame me, you can, if you're buying a, a box of, of colored markers at the dollar store and your partner's looking at you like you're some kind of freaking alien, blame me. Say, Alex D., 
this jeweler dude says, I have to like draw. It's good for other areas of my life. The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc. in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. You can see what we do at tribe.ca. Send us an email, alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Cannabis Goldsmith.